When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of Studios in Dublin. Welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Tara O'Shea. And I'm Padraig Kovanek. And I'm Pauline Gedi. <laughs> Valtra Pauline, you're kind enough to join us from the beautiful coast of Tirconnell. Hello Dublin, Donegal calling. <laughs> <laughs> These are the votes of the Donegal jury, hey. <laughs> Oh, hi. Okay. Yes, we're class, so yes, we're. Two's <laughs> <laughs> points there now. Oh, yeah. That's for Pather. Oh, Quivonic. We all know it's football specials getting the 12 points. Yeah, I've got my football special here, which I do not like. Um, <laughs> and I'm ready for action. You're, you're drinking it out of a sense of duty more than anything else. <laughs> I know I have to make up for the last time I was on where I said I didn't like it. <laughs> this is true. The last time Pauline was on the podcast, we were talking about, it was the episode on Donegal Irish. And she admitted that her feelings towards Donegal, their football special, weren't... And consequently towards Donegal, because the two are in, inextricably linked. I know, I'm actually surprised they let me back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no hard border at Ballyshannon. Like, they didn't check everything. <laughs> oh, trying to cross the bridge in Lefford. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might get away with that shite in Stravan, but you'll not get away with it in Lefford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, and, and all is well? All is well in Donegal at the moment since you've left Dublin? All is all is well. I'm trying to move back home, and my mother, uh, my mother's heart is broken because I'm trying to fit two lives back into one room, and I just have far too much stuff. So that's what I'm doing this week. Decluttering. You doing the Marie Kondo? Does it spark joy? Yeah. Well, none of it sparks joy at the minute. It's breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Might just empty it out and start again. It does seem that for a lot of people in their twenties, this uh, the the journey back home it has become a feature of Irish life now. That it was traditionally one of the the parts of growing up was leaving home to go to Dublin. Now it's leaving Dublin to go home has become the the new kind of uh, moment of 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 adulthood and reckoning in Ireland. It seems. Yeah, Derek. Did you ever have to pack up your bags and move back to rural Rathfarnham? You know, I actually, I did, I was, I did briefly have to move back to Royal Rathfarnham after my high living life in, in Dublin 8. <laughs> All the way from 8 to 16 to 14. Inner city living. It was, um, it, I tell you, it was, it was no joke at all. When you're, I mean, you used to access to the kitchen and the person who's in charge of the kitchen kind of, and who decides what time you eat. It's a much different story when, uh, when, when you've got different adults with different priorities all in the one room or all in one house even. So wait, is that, does that mean you preferred living with your mommy? No, your no, 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 no. I, uh, <laughs> it was I, just very diplomatically couched, and I couldn't I, tell which was the situation you enjoyed. When my drop chef arrives, <laughs> <laughs> when my drop chef arrives, I like to get my ingredients, go to the kitchen, put on a podcast, do some cooking. And you can't do that with your mommy hanging over your shoulder. No, she she'd be then interrupting me there saying, "What did that fella say?" <laughs> <laughs> is, is that Hector? She says when she doesn't do. 
<laughs> Is that McCon McGon? I am just giving you the silent treatment. Now. Let's see how your podcast works when I don't talk. Okay. <laughs> this, this, is my, this is what my mom says. You know, she gets everyone wrong. She used to say during, you know, there's a lot of great burns during the presidential election last year, but no one had a better burn than my mom. She was watching the, the presidential debate on. Mom says, is that your man, Gavin Lamb Duffy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that there's an entire generation of people who listen to this who have no idea who Gavin Lamb Murphy is to even have that frame of reference. Like, have we, one of the only good things about the, the terrible crash and recession that we hit in the late 2000s was, um, you know, we had an entire breed of socialites that more or less got wiped from the public consciousness. Yes. It is true. We had a, a, a different breed of, I mean, you know, people have in, influences and things like that at the time, but we had a, a weird subculture of models and it boys and, you know, Celeb- celebrity solicitors. Celebrity. Oh, I think that was my favorite. It was, it was so hard to explain this. We have celebrity economists and celebrity solicitors yeah. and. What's Eddie Hobbs at these days? <laughs> Very little. <laughs> Because I was, I was explaining this to, you know, some, um, I was explaining this to friends from, from abroad and they're saying, what, what do you have, a, a celebrity quantity surveyors? We did. We, <laughs> we fucking did. Like, we had, we had celebrity developers. We had, like, spreads in the Sunday Independent of Barry Egan with his good friends. This is a model. Here's a solicitor. There's a developer. Here's a guy who works for an architect's firm. And it was all just based on who went to school with who and who knew who and who had the money. It was absolutely classless it was the most plasticky awful thing it's like imagine hello hello magazine you open hello magazine and you see all these like who are these you know who are the brits at the parties they're all related to each other their eyes are too close together they're all like you know toffs you know they're all they'll their family trees don't fork over here it was like <laughs> over here it was just like who has money like oh this person is rich let's put them in in what was our version of hello magazine full two-page uh- spread <laughs> it was like the Sunday Independence pictorial yeah. magazines and stuff there's, like that. There's VIP. Uh, VIP well. still exists, I think. Does it? I'm not sure, but then I know there was, there was VIP and then there was um, certain Sunday papers as well promoted a certain. Uh, I've already said the Sunday Independent yeah. twice. You're not getting away with this one. <laughs> <man. laughs> certain Sunday papers, who knows? But yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a very strange time. And it's when you look back, there's kind of this moment that did anyone, did anyone ever probably include? The worst thing is. I'd rather some of those it boys came back than certain certain developers who've come back. Oh yeah, well I mean I'll take Gavin Lam Murphy over a developer any day. Mm-hmm. He's just like to party. Yeah, we all partied. We all partied. Evidently, they did. They did. <laughs> and you know, when a, when a party's going well and it's a good party, there's a bit of a sing song can kick off. Always. And there's no better songs than the songs of. The, the Irish language songs of our childhood. What a segue. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was stellar work. They don't call him the podcast dad for nothing. <laughs> That's me. And today this is one of the things we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk, look at some of those great Irish language songs that we all know. They've, they've, they've buried us in the doors of conscious. Somehow the way it's taught did work when it came to great banging tunes. Oh. And some bangers there were. Absolute crackers. So Pauline, you recently... Um, this is something that crossed your mind recently when you were having a chat with your brother, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I can't take full credit for this, but uh, a few, actually, you wouldn't believe how long this tweet was sitting in my drafts. I just never, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have the confidence. I was like, maybe, maybe people won't get it. And I was like, do you know what? One day I was like, feck it, we'll put it out. But it all started when we were at um, a Clan Vagrary concert. Uh, the Legends. Oh, Legends. Clan Vagrary. Legends. In, here in Gorda Hark, in fact. And they have their oh. own version of Bulaman, 
which which they have just have it's like Tulaman, 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 Kayla. And after the concert, my brother said to me on the way home, he said, Imagine if there was a song in English that was just like seaweed, seaweed, Irish, seaweed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so over the next over the next few weeks we weren't uh, living together at home at that stage so we just kind of snapped at each other different uh different irish songs translated into english <laughs> and so and there's some absolute crackers in that list oh utterly, god yeah utterly brilliant so i tweeted uh the original thing was one of my favorite things about irish songs how ridiculous they sound when translated to english so uh my first case in point was uh orosha the Vahawala. Which is translated to Oro, oh, you're welcome home. Oro, oh, you're welcome home. Oro, oh, you're welcome home. Now that summer's coming, bald granny is coming over. Young men with her in her. <laughs> bald granny. It doesn't quite when you when you translate it to English. It doesn't quite. It doesn't quite capture the importance of granny whale. And even just just a little while ago, I was talking to Orlin Igul about like the the translation of the name Grania Whale. Like it's just, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, isn't it? It's just when you translate it into English, it's unfortunate. I know. I think the main thing I wanted to capture was literal translations, and I know there can be better translations done. I'm I'm well aware, but and mm. a few people in the comments were uh, more than happy to tell me that as well. But I just thought just for the crack, just make it the weirdest possible and see how it goes down. And it went down fairly well. <laughs> so, are, are you saying that, like, even though this was just a, a little bit of lightheartedness, you're just saying, isn't this silly? People were still willing to tell you how wrong you were. I know. Who'd have thought it? On Twitter.com. The <laughs> on Twitter.com. In 2000, goddamn 19, <laughs> on Twitter.com. I, 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 loved, I loved your translation of um, one of my favorite ones, Bodgy Nilamy. Oh yeah. I just yeah, even the Felamy's boat. It went to Tory Felamy's boat with Felamy and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but I mean if Felamy wasn't in the boat, would it be Felamy's boat? It's it's of course it was. Of course Felamy's it didn't go there boat by with itself. Some, someone else away in it. Yeah, with the Felamy's boat went to Tory because I robbed it. <laughs> and I'd rub that's it again co- tomorrow. That's a, <laughs> that's a completely different song. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that could be the sequel. If it wasn't broken in Tory. And and what happened to him then? Uh, I mean, I oh. just kept adding on, and then uh, other other people uh, other people started jumping on the wagon too. I mean, the favorite one that I did was that uh, there is a fair on tomorrow in County Clare. Yeah, I love that and one. That it's was no brilliant. use though; I won't be there. <laughs> you hit the rhyme though. You know what I mean? That one, you you actually hit the rhyme. You know what can I say? I, I am a songwriter at heart. <laughs> I can't. I just can't wait for the rest of that song to come out. Like I'm in love with a cobbler. I'm in love with a cobbler. <laughs> oh god! And I think my favorite, my favorite reply, I think was Rona Mishtil, who replied um, with "Allelu, Allelu, Allelu, the goat is livid." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! It just scans so well. Like it's just, oh, it really it's, does. It's lovely. What's the 
Back to you think that say you know imagine that you are a songwriter and were, were you know back back in the scene and we were in the late nineteenth century or so in Ireland and you just you know you got a chew in your head you're wondering what words to put down to it then you see a really angry ghost chasing some drunk down the road and you go oh, that's that's it that's it and someone says oh you think that's good wait till I'm, and you're writing this you never believe what happened there's going to be a fair in Clare tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow but you're I not can't... allowed to go. You're not allowed to go because you're not 10 or 11 yet. <laughs> what kind of mother doesn't know what age her children are? How many children uh, did she have that she didn't know what age that child was? Yeah, you're not. Well, I mean, that was that was the tradition at the time, wasn't it? You know, like you're not 10 or 11 yet. Listen, when you're 13, I won't give a shit about you. You can go off with your cobbler. <laughs> I don't care. I just don't care. Like, go for it. Get out of here. Once you're 13. But until you're 10 or 11, I don't know which one you are. You're, you're staying in this damn house, young lady. <laughs> it, it paints quite a scene. It's basically Cinderella without the, without the, without the ball and without the godmother. It's Cinderella without the ball, without the godmother, without the happy ending, without the aristocracy, without... Like, yeah. I mean, so there's a cobbler there, so Cinderella. there might be shoes. <laughs> there might be shoes involved. It's like a can loach Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> I, Gracie Brogue. Yeah. Oh God. God. I liked um um Banfogin, the version of Banfogin. Oh, like, yes. Banfogin is a, an absolute bop. Like we all love singing it, like, you know, and we love singing the words, but when you when you when you translate them into English, you realise exactly how how fucking dark that song is. Like, it's dark and Irish too, in fairness. <laughs> it's dark and Irish, I know, but like it's just it's sort of just yeah. it just drives it home to a wider audience, shall we say. Like it is. Oh god. And like I don't know if um there are there are various versions of um of uh, uh, of um banfogin like you know like shintriar nachmisha banfogin is an vanita egevakalche that that she would be that she would be lost or she would be deceased or whatever but there's another version of it like shintriar nachmisha banfogin is an vanita egevabache which is very specific it's like I wish I was Pogin's wife and I wish his wife drowned have you ever crushed on someone so hard that you wish their partner was dead. Dead, yeah, or that, and like you know, there was like Gamrish for the Chusa, the Chusa, Gamrish for the Chusa, Banfajin, Gamrish for the Chusa, the Chusa, Gamrish for the Chusa, the Chrava. May your legs be broken, may your legs be broken, may your legs and your bones be broken. That doesn't even kill her, that's just mean. Pajin's wife in a like, full just, body cast, yeah, that's just mean. Like, you know, Pajin's not single, would you like that's just <laughs> this, that's just cruel. This is, yeah, it's almost like the answer song to Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me, and the other person says, No, I wish you were dead. <laughs> oh, it's a fun, it's funny because it's because this song famously now in in the early days of Irish Twitter and the internet, this song was well the the, the Keel, was it the Keeler version or was was it, was it the so Planksty version was was cut with the video for Single Ladies and they paired beautifully. Of Banfogin and Single Banfogin Ladies. and Single Ladies. What? Yeah. Nice. I've never and seen that. Oh, you have to! It's amazing because the actual. Um, it, it it seems the dancing does actually match very well. It's very, it's like they found that uh, dark side of the moon at Wizard of Oz moment of uh, of the the vision matching the music perfectly, and obviously the subject matter too, being broadly sim- relating also to matrimonial worries. 
Is, could you really say that the subject matter is similar? Like, no. If you, if, you, if you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it compared to, I like it, so I'm going to break her fucking legs and drown it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is... See... <laughs> They're both about female empowerment. Yeah. Yay. One's just a little more legal than the other. <laughs> but, yes, and I think, though, it's, uh, it's, it's funny that these songs, you know, they speak to, they speak to a certain a moment that, that, that hovers below reason and rationality and actually is the music of the heart. It is the music of the heart that I want that bitch's legs broken. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, Haven't we all you know, been there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that we have Pauline. I'm not entirely sure that we have. No, I'm just on a watch list. There might <laughs> there might be more to the story. There's always more to the story. In the second verse, she's following her and looking in the window to see her. So yeah. it's kind of more of a stalker than killer kind of sort of vibe. Not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm gonna track her down. I'm gonna track her down. Like it's uh... let's soul is so I can kill her. Yeah. <laughs> Pure bold. I loved one of the other ones you had, which was, uh, and and what concern is that to the person? How oh, did yeah. you do it? It's, what it's is that to the dentation. person that doesn't concern? <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my. That's one of my all-time favorite songs because basically someone has gone to the trouble of writing and and scoring and singing. Yeah, it's not your business. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like so what? That's not your business. But it's a brilliant song. It's like, you know, Mahim Dean is so good, small beam so good, low, cohesion, dentation, not winning. She knows, like, so what if I'm drinking? So what? <laughs> so what am I spending all our money? What's yeah, it to you? Business. What's it to you? Maybe it should be the reply to um, loads of reply guys commenting under women's posts on Twitter. Oh, it absolutely should be. Just, just oh, put the YouTube oh. hit on it. The next time someone tells you your translation was shit, you just hit them with. <laughs> Which Clonvic Rory do a great version of. They actually do, yeah. yeah Clonvic Rory, do, do, they do great versions of everything, in fairness. Everything. They do the definitive version of On Bachelor. Oh, God, um, yeah. On Bachelor. On Bachelor. Just a, absolutely a bop, an absolute slam. It slaps. It's an amazing tune. It's brilliant. You, did you have a rattle at a, on Bachelor? Did you translate that? I think I did, yeah. Um, I'm trying to find it. Uh, it was something like, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I don't have a home of my own. <laughs> <laughs> really selling it there. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Yeah, on Bachelor is a is a it's a it's a song about um, basically poor life decisions that are absolutely class life decisions at the time. Relatable. Oh content. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally relatable. It's like I've squandered literally everything, but yeah, it's class. It's class. I love it. Sure, didn't I have crack? Yeah, <laughs> that's. And Exactly. We should all live by those words. There's a thought. Living your life by the lyrics of Irish songs, in fairness, but living your life by the lyrics of, of, of English language or French language songs wouldn't probably uh, do you any better. I think it depends entirely on the song. Like, I'd love to, I'd love to live my life to the to the words of uh, Miguel Lamar. Oh yeah, I, I'd love, I'd love to feel things like that. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, my my my, my hero, my Caesar, my, my darling boy has gone away. So I literally haven't slept. <laughs> the sun literally and the sun literally doesn't rise anymore. And like I've aged 80 years and like dogs don't mm. even bark anymore. Again, I relatable content. That. Yeah, but, but I'd love to feel things like that, you know. But I, I've often, I've sung. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I've sung Miguel Amar to both of my children. The reverse thing is that my little prince has arrived, and I haven't slept. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can't hear dogs bark anymore because there's always a child roaring. <laughs> and I have aged. The so, sun, the sun still rises though. You have aged eighty uh, years. That's true. That's it's true. true. You should have seen pre-fatherhood, Derek. I'm telling you, he was young. Vibrant. He had the stupid idea of starting a podcast. It was just, <laughs> just insanity. Yeah. You already had children, Pod Dad. I don't know why he decided to have two more. <laughs> it's true. It's the true. I've been. Um, I have a podcast family and a biological family, and you know, and they have they have both delighted and aged me. The, the <laughs> podcast family is much harder work. We're more dysfunctional, yes. I think. <laughs> oh, just my, they're, they're scattered to the wind at the moment. It's very, it's, it's very hard for me as a podcast dad to watch my my pod children grow up and leave leave Dublin, <laughs> or to regress and move back in with their parents. Move back in with their yeah. parents. Yeah. Return to their childhood of football special and and Gaeltacht songs. <laughs> I know one of the ones that that um, I hadn't really really thought about the uh, the lyrics because it just seems so natural in Irish but in English it really did sort of give me a land was Peggy and Littermore oh yes oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah how did you have that one Pauline that was uh... I have a story for us to when I, oh okay when we, we, we I learned that song in Geltoks and this will take us onto Geltok bangers in a bit but the we I, we I initially those oh gurum gurumy gurumy store I thought it was oh I'm blue and blue you know or she's, she's blue, she's, yeah kind of like a <laughs> That you know, oh, it's sad, but it's like it's Garum. Oh, she's highly praised. Yeah. Oh, Garum, Garum, he's Garumy, Mustor. Mustor. <laughs> Pegging was famous and like, part of the Blue Man Group. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, she was pegging from Litchermore as opposed to all the other peggings around. Yeah, because yeah. we only had several names. Like we only had a handful of names, so you needed yeah. Pegging Litchermore was different from Pegging Hasla. Oh, I. Oh no, you didn't like Pegging Hasla. She's not <laughs> nice. Pegging Litchermore. Mila Gralamanami, I love her with my soul. And the so and the narrator of this song is uh, you know, he's been out and about, but he's been around. Been around. He's been all around. Uh, he's like Lou Bega in Mambo number five. <laughs> you know, <laughs> little bit of breed to gum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she pegging ban as far. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a little I, bit I found... of pegging, little more. <laughs> Um, I found I found the translation here. It's a, oh get up Peggy and stand up on the hill, go and count all your cows and make sure they're all there. Oh she is class <laughs> all right, she's unreal my dear. Love for her is in my soul, Peggy from Lettermore. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. love it. Yeah. Another bop, I, I, like, to be honest. It's it's an absolute classic, but it's like Irish Susa Peggy and and like count your cows, make sure they're all there, because like that's that's your dowry, like you know yeah. what I mean. That's your that's your ticket out of here. <laughs> All those cows. Is this is this going to be the new in, uh, buried with my people? Though, hey, uh, hey, baby, count your cows. Count you just your, scored. Count your cows. <laughs> I've had breed and I've had caught, but I've got my sights set on you. How many cows have you got? <laughs> <laughs> They've only got sheep. They're nothing to me. They're nothing to me. Probably no good at all. Are there any um, kind of a good, good old Irish songs? Have, have any of them been cancelled? To use the uh, modern phrase. 
Are we? Oof. Um, I mean, we're we're happy that the you know substantially the lyrics are there. They can be a little bit odd, and translation makes more sense in Irish. But they're fundamentally solid in their, you know, uh, benign. Concept. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually can't think of anything that. I mean, if anything, yeah. if any of them should be cancelled, it's probably Ban Fighting. But you know, mm. nobody wants that because what were we saying to Norn? But, but Banfogin, Banfogin is an example of the um, the female gaze. Like, if anything, its narrative style is progressive. I know the subject matter is absolutely horrifying, <laughs> but like, it's not about it's not about you know man on woman violence. It's you know it's about woman on woman violence. You know, yeah. you go girl, get your man. It's a Rostand of Noah. Kind oh, of. <laughs> God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, no. That's that's clever in such a way that it just hurt my brain. I'm sorry. I can't. No, it's good. It's good. Like it was good. It was bad, but it was good. Yeah. Well, in that sense, you can imagine it being made into a gritty drama that you probably would watch. But Banf- you I'd watch yeah. Banfordian. Oh, I think we all. There's would. A, there's a lot of uh, like camera angles from in the bushes while the two of them are dancing and laughing and having fun, but there's like eerie music in the background, and it's just mm. like that kind of voyeuristic sort of shot, it's, like really imagine, gritty like, drama. I'd go to Galway with Pajin and I'd come back in the boat with him this autumn on TG Car Ban Pajin. <laughs> Drama or TG Car? It barsh le buzz, daddy. Could you, I, if you were going to make a gritty drama out of any uh, Irish song, would it be would it be Banfodging? I think Bob Banfodging is the first that comes to mind, but I also think the Petty and Litcher Moore would be a good kind of rom com four or five part series. Possibly, yeah. I mean, you know, a fuck fuck being brought to brought to heel, brought to heel. If so long as he's brought to heel, like because I mean, it just seems brought like... to heel by an angry goat. I feel like the oh, livid no, goat would be good good children's content. The livid goat, yeah, and Pucker Willow would be good children's content. Yeah. Listen, we're not crossing the streams here, right? Mm-hmm. We're not making crossover universes. This is not Marvel <laughs> movies part two. <laughs> I think I think Bodgy Nilamy, the tragic story of Bodgy Nilamy, you know, the boat, the boat that just couldn't say no, the boat that just, it I'm just, just a boat. it just it just went to Tory too many times and shipwrecked. Shipwrecked, shipwrecked. Or maybe, maybe everyone from Tory threw rocks at it to sink it. Maybe that's the same. Entirely possible. Oh, not failing me again. Maybe Just it's the fucker. <laughs> maybe so. it's like unsolved. The story of Bajin Elby. Why did it sink? <laughs> Why did it sink? I, <laughs> I don't think we clear mysteries of the no. deep. Bajin Elby. <laughs> I don't think we clear clear this of last time, but it was important for our international listeners to know Tory Island isn't actually Britain. Tory Island is an island off the coast of Ireland and it, it gets its name not from Tory, not from the British Conservative Party, but there's a tower there, am I right? Am I right, better? Oh, don't ask me. I'm not from Tory. <laughs> Just... Pauline, am I right? It's, it's got nothing to do with uh, pursuit oh, or bandits. Uh, no, no, don't, I don't think so. I mean, you're asking the mm. wrong woman. I'm not a... <laughs> and I've got plenty of friends from Tory who are absolutely going to murder me when they when they hear this. Um, I'm not actually <laughs> quite sure, but um, it is called Elan Hadi in Irish, um, and I feel like it's just. Um, I think it was something to do with the tower, maybe. I don't know. It was, but it, there's, so it's it, it's lo- really old and mythical, and there's Balor and the evil eye and all that, and that's all interlinked with Tory. So, I so, know. I mean, there there is 
There is the Middle Irish word Tory, which is the same root word that the Tory party gets, which was the word for bandit. Yeah. But I mean, the jury's out as to whether it's Ilan Huri, which is the, the, the island of the Tower of the King, because, mm-hmm. you know, Tory Island had a king. Yeah. Um, until, unfortunately, um, I think it was earlier this year, Patsy Dan McCrory passed away. Yeah. An absolute legend of a man. He was the he was the latest king. There may be another king. They'll have to elect one under the old uh, Gaelic aristocratic <laughs> that, rules of is that how, uh Is that how monarchies yeah, work? Yeah, well, it's how Irish monarchies worked. You elected one from those that were eligible. That's very uh, de- democratic. And, how, how oh, it is, yeah. Thinking. Well, I mean, it's democratic in a sense because like Irish kings were elected, but they were elected from the rich white men who were all in one family. Well, so it's go. like, there you go. it's kind of like, it's it. d- democracy, but not really. I <laughs> thought it was, I thought it was like picking the Dalai Lama. But they couldn't. When the king dies, they find a boy. He's been born. No, no, not. no. Not enough kids are born on Ilan Hori to, <laughs> to, to to let that happen. And so, yeah, the jury's out as to whether it's uh, Ilan Hori or from the word Tory or Torith, which would have been abandoned, which the Tory party gets its nickname from. Hmm. Uh, so it could be related. It may not be related. But the fact is, we call it Ilan Hori um, or Ilan Tory more correctly because of the dentals rule and you don't do the mm-hmm. shaver but you know everybody does in the kind and it's fine and Everyone that's why kind, I'm not fine. the historian <laughs> neither am I Emer's <laughs> <laughs> listening to this with her degree in medieval Irish just like crying out, to come out crying like no get a strongly worded DM <laughs> so if we book umbrella's child child content, uh, Ban Paul Jean kind of a sparkling rom- uh, romantic comedy drama. Uh, oh, oh Sivni si- Vrinla, Sivni Vrinla, that would be absolutely it—the nine-part drama about a fisherman who falls in love with a poor girl and gives up fishing and becomes a rabbit hunter. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't ask a dowry of Sivni Vrinla. Yeah, uh, I love it. That'd be it. Mm. That's that's me. So TG Car, TG Car, are you paying attention? <laughs> TG Car, will you be We're pitching. We're pitching for commissions now at this. We'll stage. get. We'll get yeah. Anthony to write the script. <gasps> that's you know, brilliant because he's because that's what he does. <laughs> I I just know that like we have that TG Car going to do a press release in the new year and they're going to say you know and then and after say dear so dear uh, is going to message me saying we never listened to any of your podcasts so oh, I only just found out now that it's a very similar idea nothing to do with me sign this form to, <laughs> to prove <laughs> we have stolen all your ideas accidentally sign here Gurmahagat mm-hmm. hey so long as they're paying us off I don't mind like absolutely absolutely. And then there's there's another. I mean, like you can't redo a TV show out of McGill and Mar, really. Ah, oh, you could, yeah. You, you could stretch it. You could, absolutely could. Maybe like yeah. a short film. No, like an epic movie, a three and a half hour movie about <laughs> Grainne Whale coming back to Ireland with 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 Gael, not not French, not Spanish, Gael all around her, uh, young men armed to the teeth as her bodyguard, and they're only going to last a week, and they'll 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 just. Fuck shit up for the Brits. Like, that's what it's all about. Like, it was an alternative history of the 1916 Rising where the boys are struggling in the GPO. Things look bad. The gunboat Helga's after sending down the Liffey. It's shelling the shit out of them. Oh, wait, what's this coming over the hill? It's Grainne Whale and a bunch of young men armed to the teeth. And oh, no, we won. We won 1916. Thanks to Grainne Whale, the ghost of Grainne Whale, or potentially a zombie. I haven't fleshed out this part of it yet. Ooh. But we won 1960. What happens then? Alternative history. Then the Americans invade because World War One's going on. 
Well, really? I mean, do you, do you think that's that's uh, that's interesting? Yes, let's develop that further. The Americans invade Ireland because World War One is still going on, and the and the Brits complain that you know their property has been damaged. They weren't in World War One in nineteen sixteen, though. They didn't Ooh. enter until nineteen seventeen. Okay, so that was actually the right time to have a exactly. Republic. It was the right time. It was to have the a right rising. time to have a rising. Or they what if didn't... we have like granular wheel? Sorry to interrupt you. There. What if we have granular <laughs> wheel as a oh sort you're of still central... here? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> A sort of central character that goes into all these different wars and brings all these gales and then like historically like lost battles are won and like oh generally just making things class for everyone. That's absolutely like all hope so is Brian lost Will... and then she comes in. Excellent. She sails in to Waterloo yeah. Yeah. and helps Napoleon at the either, last minute. Either a zombie or a ghost. Still not to say. Zombie it. stroke ghost. Yeah. <laughs> An- Anton can deal with that level of fine detail. Waterloo would be very funny because she have words to say with Dublin-born uh, Lord, Lord Wellington, wouldn't she? Yeah, no, so listen, before you even <laughs> say it, right, before you even say it, the Duke of Wellington never said, just because one is born in a stable doesn't make one a horse. Daniel O'Connell said it about him. Oh. Yeah. So in this analogy, being a horse is a good thing. And O'Connell was trying to deny Arthur Wellesley's Irishness. He was saying he may have been born in Ireland, but he cares not a fig, cares not a whit for Ireland. So he's not an Irish man. Just because you're born in a stable doesn't make you a horse. Mm-hmm. You can't sit yeah. with us. Think about it. You can't sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even go here. Me Von Jagger, a gay gene. Right, a remake of Mean Girls, but using the Irish parliamentary parties of the 19th century. <laughs> oh, That's content yes. I would be willing to see. Yeah, absolutely. Isaac Butt and uh, Charles Stuart Parnell. Isaac Butt, his, his father invented toast strudel. <laughs> <laughs> that, is that why he's a millionaire? No, no, he's a landlord. His sideburns are full of secrets. <laughs> oh my God, you stole it from me. <laughs> oh, Sorry. <laughs> Hey, great minds, Pauline. <laughs> I was going to go for moustache. <laughs> They're connected. The sideburns are connected to the moustache. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, oh, maybe, I don't know. I'm still heartbroken, yeah. but it's fine. Like, I'll get over Isaac. it. So, you know the way Clueless was a retelling of, was it Emma? Em- Emma yeah. by Jane Austen? That's right. Yeah. So now we've basically, we've gone about face and we brought Mean Girls, a 21st century high school drama, back to the 19th century. We're paying it back. Yeah. And I think it's it's because you have that the, the central idea of a double agent being in there. Uh, like, yeah, was, was that the, in Mean Girls? In, in, oh, in, she's in, a, in, yeah, yeah, the Lindsay Lohan character, Benjamin Disraeli in this uh, in this retelling. What what if Michael Collins is uh, going over to sort things out with with England, and they're like twenty six for you, Michael Coco. You go, Michael Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, because this this came up on Twitter over the week. People saying that you know if. Um, like they're saying, I was I was basically asking for significant Irish politicians who maybe died a little before their time, if they lived, who would have done the most good? And people, everyone said James Connolly. Yeah, but, of course. But because you know that's just that's just the way Irish Twitter is these days. <laughs> but like, um, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, By which I mean to say, it's it's very very left. <laughs> and then yeah, the big the big thing was they say that there was, if if Connolly had been sent to negotiate the treaty. And if he had lived, hmm. you imagine James Connolly negotiating the treaty. It's like, um, and you'll give up the six counties in Northern Ireland. I will, I. And I ask me that again. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm not giving you no six counties. Man, Johnny, you fucking stuck a shite in the toilet. It was fucking what he is. 
<laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> Disgusting! Hans, <laughs> 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 I fucking treat you here. I'm going to do Cher Lloyd by Cher Sign this. I'll sign. I'll sign nothing, Bobike. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. You just devolved yeah. into a series of of memes. <laughs> That's pretty much. We've just become the the official the official podcast of being extremely That's online. Highbrow content uh, we we aim to put out here. But you know, this is the thing. I think the the big thing is that I, I like the Irish language community are extremely online, and inevitably they're sort of absorbing a lot of other online content as getting is getting absorbed into kind of contemporary, and it's some of it's political, some of it's nonsense, some of it's cultural, and it's all getting mopped up with fathers and shavus getting attached along the way, and sometimes we do digress, and it is true, dear listeners, that yes, we digress sometimes, but if you read Flan O'Brien. There are digressions, massive digressions in it. If you read Dinkanicus, there are massive digressions in it. If you read Until Onoch, there's massive digressions that seem to go nowhere in it. That's hey, no, they don't they that's the point of Until Onoch by Tomasa Griffin. It's not it is a collection of digressions. It's not if if Tomasa Griffin was to tell his his own story in a very straightforward narrative, it would be a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Like it, the fact mm-hmm. that it became an, an epic autobiography is because of that embellishment that have you like you know you start you sort of started this this the the meat of this podcast by saying at a good party good you know whatever kind of social gathering a good sing song will break out like storytelling is another in, entirely intrinsic and central part of of you know the cultural connections that we form on this yeah. island and no good story goes start middle end it has to go somewhere it has to go off on a tangent somewhere to make it engaging to make it interesting to make it uniquely almost irish in that sense and it's a theory about storytelling the idea of the author as a dictator it's uh that we that we are we are rejecting and that our, the great irish language text rejects i remember someone told me and it, it chilled me to my fucking bones once every story is a happy ending if you know what to shut up <laughs> is it Halloween yet? It's not Halloween. Not quite. But that is, I mean... The, Every story has a happy ending if you know what to shut up. So it's, it, the idea is, yes, that, that, that deciding we're, we're only interested in this part of the story. We're going to cut off these other bits where all these interesting things that make you realise why ah, characters do what they did. So after she finally murders, drowns and destroys Ban Fawjean mm. and marries Pawjean, yeah, that's not necessarily a happy ending because that that thing could go south because she's obviously a psychopath. And we don't know. Is there a third woman who doesn't like the girl who doesn't like Ban Pojin? Oh, this just the knock on effects of it. Peggy if, Littermore it turns out. <laughs> what if she murders Ban Pojin and then she gets with Pojin? She realizes he's not all that great to begin with, and then she's like, "Oh well, that was pointless." And then she just stopped oh, no, murder for she, no reason. Like, Pauline, we, we all know, we all know a Paw Jean, and they're never that good. <laughs> they're never that good. It's like the, the grass is always greener, you know? And then so, you get in so and like, is... he leaves the toilet seat up and like he leaves the cupboard <laughs> doors open when he's making tea. And he doesn't bring in your shopping. Uh, he the, never offers so, to make dinner. This is this is our, our next pitch for TG Carr then, is that like the, the narrator in Ban Faw Jean sees her dreadful devious plan through she drowns Ban Fawjean and marries Pawjean but it turns out he doesn't clean his pubes out of the shower and <laughs> he snores 
and he's always he's always out drinking. He's never paying her any attention. And so, then he's but, like, "What but, is that to you that it doesn't concern?" You know. <laughs> so she kills him stone dead, and he has ginger dreadlocks. And then oh, she well, she'd know that she know that in advance. Like no, she know that in advance. He puts them in after they get married. Oh, that's uncalled for. What if she falls in love then with Peggy and Richard Moore and they run away together? I would watch the shit out of that. The love Aww. story of a century. I mean, she's already started killing, so she might as well get rid of Pawgene the way she got rid of Ban Pawgene. <laughs> and, they, and they drive off to Donegal with Heaven and his place on Earth in the background. Yeah, Sound, that's, the, that's fantastic. the last scene I'm that's seeing. Is that the last, is that you're seeing it? Like, it's like yeah, a slow pan it. out, but you can still hear them talking. <laughs> Shoe Laroon playing in the background. Yeah. Walk. Yeah. Walk, my love. God, nothing quite like it. And <laughs> I'm Anton. Are you listening? Start writing this shit. All I want is an executive producer credit. Poor Anton. He doesn't even. He doesn't even know the donut here for him. I like. All I want is an executive. I just want to be the executive producer of something. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I be the executive producer of this episode of the podcast? I'll be May. the creative yes. director. Nice one. Yeah. I'd be happy. What was the that. job that? Not, what does the best boy do? He holds a, um, it's slightly related to a grip, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but he's also a, a very good, good boy. <laughs> the goodest boy. The goodest boy. The best boy is actually just a Labrador. Yeah. Oh, a, we know that. Stu- studio dog. So, Pauline, you've, um, you've been writing some wonderful uh, articles for NOS recently. Have you, been, have you have anything else going on for us? They'd like uh, to plug before we wrap up. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah, uh, I also I uh, design greeting cards in Irish. Uh, they are kind of, they use my own kind of canoinch. So basically, if, instead of like Llanu uh, Nua, I say Bobby Ur, which is kind of, that's my own little niche up here. But uh, yeah, I know I, I make and design greeting cards and they're on sale at the minute in Anne Chapelure on Harcourt Street and on their website. Hopefully I'll get my own website up and running soon. But now that I have time, I'm designing a few more and hopefully they'll be out soon. And every, everything I do is on my Twitter anyway. So if you go follow can, me on can Twitter. You, <laughs> can you do one up for us? A brand new greeting card. Congratulations on the screenplay being accepted by <laughs> What's that? What's that in, in Gaelga here, Connell? Co-gorgeous or a screenplay? Co-gorgeous <laughs> or a screenplay, hey? Your screenplay, hey. My shiv. My shiv. My shiv, hey. My shiv, hey. Jeez, my shiv. That's it. And we can find your Twitter at Pollination, am I right? Pollination. P-O-I-L-I-N-A-T-I-O-N? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, it was born of a very boring biology class <laughs> where I decided that my name sounded exactly like pollen, which it doesn't, po- just sounds like pollen, pollination. So, um, yeah, that was... Pollination is no that, laughing matter. Yeah, exactly. And it's really ironic because I have really bad hay fever. Oh, Feverish Lena. It's the worst. It's I the know. absolute worst. Yeah, it's like I took it and I make, made it my own. So, you know. <laughs> you owned that disability that you did <laughs> yeah. so manfully. Me, me and several kilograms of antihistamine during the summer. Oh, tell me about it. March to October. Oh. I know. Mm. You know. Still, and my mom buys loads of flowers and they're always in the house. So, you know, there's no escape. I, I got to be honest with you, Pauline. That's a fucking hint. <laughs> You've just moved home and your mom is getting loads and loads of flowers. It's like, get the, get the boat, oh, get Bodie Nile me. Away you go. Get her out. Uh, <laughs> Wait to Tori with God. you. Get up on that hill and count your cows. <laughs> Are there any good? There's any good mother daughter songs? Are there mother daughter songs? 
I, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, even when it comes to lullabies and things like that, like, there's, um, what do I sing? Um, oh, I, I love Bug Brain. Like, Bug Brain and Chandana. Like, give a hot drop, give a hot drop, give a hot drop to the old person. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, fresh bread, fresh bread, fresh bread for the old person. It's very, um, yeah, it's very cute. Oh, what's um, Bona La Hierarchy? That's yeah, that's 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 one of my favorite. They're kind of yeah. uh, kind of cow, lullabies. cow, cow, cow with one the horn. half horn. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's amazing. I don't know if there's mother daughter. I can't think of any. Mother, but, but you just think that there's some some lad there, kind of sitting on the side of a hill with his guitar, trying to write that hit. That's going to get him get him moved out. And he's a cow with horn. He goes cow, 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 cow with one horn, horn. cow. <laughs> Because apparently when, when Paul McCartney was writing uh, yesterday, he woke up with this tune in his head and like a lot of writers with a good idea, they said, I can't believe him. no one's thought of this before. He had the tune originally he wrote it called Scrambled Eggs. He said, oh, my darling, you have lovely legs. I like scrambled eggs. He said, Wouldn't it be better if you changed the lyrics to like yesterday, all oh, my troubles seem so far away. A heartbreak. <laughs> this is the benefit of a writing partnership like Lennon-McCartney. Like, yeah. That McCartney can come up with some utter shit and John Lennon would be like, you know what would be more commercial? If we made it a love song. Like if you stopped singing about eggs. A love song. A love song. <laughs> That's wrong, Paul. That's wrong. Don't sing about eggs. And then, yeah, as I imagine that they're, they're so confident in their ability to make good decisions that Ringo sing a few songs. <laughs> God, Brexiteer, Ringo Starr. Oh, here, don't even start. That's just, why don't we just get over it? Thomas was a very useful engine. <laughs> Shut up, Ringo. <laughs> Have you have you seen have you seen the black the, the episode of um of Thomas Tang and just like Black Mirror they punish one of the one of the the they punish one of the they trains. punish Henry Henry like, they lock him up in a tunnel they break oh him God, up in a yeah. tunnel but but he can but he can see the world around him yeah. while he waits to die yeah yeah That's it's because he wasn't useful sorry Thomas the Tank Engine is a dystopian nightmare <laughs> it, it's all based on your it's all based on your utility as soon as the engines become useless they're decommissioned. If you refuse to work, you get bricked up in a tunnel and you have to watch the world around you as you die. And they just fat like, shame their boss. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's Although I will say one thing. The American version of Thomas the Tank Engine, which had George Carlin as the narrator, which no is just way. awesome. Yeah. Uh, does not does not fat shame Sir Topham Hatt. They do not call him the fat controller. They give him his full name. The hippie controller. No, Sir Topham Hatt. That's his name. Sir Topham Aww. Hatt, controller of the Isle of Sunday Railway. That's a lovely name. Yeah, it is. That is nice. Yeah, Sir Topham Hat. Sir Topham Hat. Now he's still like he's still a, a dictator. Like you know what I mean? He still kills. <laughs> he kills, still kills workers trains. that no longer fulfill their purpose. Like melts them down for <laughs> for uh, yeah. scrap metal. So I guess, I guess one of the seven words you can't say in television isn't killing trains, huh? No, no, it's just you know, beep 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 Gotcha. You'd, you'd miss you'd miss George Carlin these days. Oh, I I think he um. He was just irreplaceable. Like people who are trying to be edgy as comedians now, they can't hold a candle to someone who was genuinely funny. Like genuinely funny at his core. Mm-hmm. Like somebody said the other day, like uh, you know, oh, what would George Carlin make of this cancel culture? It's like he'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. He'd be absolutely fine with it. Like cancel culture is nothing more than people saying, "Yeah, that's not funny. Cancel you shouldn't say that." Is consequences just under a new yeah. name? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What would George Carlin think if there were consequences? He'd be fucking grand with it. Like, just delighted. It, 
It is. I think the big thing is if if, so, if you say, you know what, the, here's a topic that, you know, that, that can raise a lot of feelings. If if I make a joke about it, it needs to be it needs to be very good and fundamentally based and not actually ridiculing people who are, you know, on the on the lower end of it. Otherwise, yeah, yeah otherwise you actually are just exposing the fact if if if, the, if you make a joke about kind of uh, people's people's discomfort around disability that makes people think about their own discomfort around disability, that's a very useful thing to do. Yeah, if you're making if you're making fun of disabled people, that's a completely different thing and it's awful and you yeah. should be dragged. Of course, but I mean, like the, at the end of the day, like not one person has ever been cancelled. You know, it just it just it doesn't happen. Like mm-hmm. the cancel culture, there are some consequences. Louis C.K. did some horrible, horrible stuff. So terrible abuse of his position of power over other comedians. Some disgusting stuff, and he had to not be super rich and famous for a little while, and now he's allowed to go back to do comedy gigs. Like there's there's no there like. Oh my God, like, yes, we are talking about the idea of consequences, but very few of them and very softly and not to a lot of people. What would George Carlin say to cancel culture? He'd probably say, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. And on that note. (laughs) There are consequences to everything. If you're not a useful engine, the fat controller will melt you down. If you marry Pawgene, someone's going to kill you. If you take the boat to Tory... You fucked, boy. You fucked. You gonna get broke. (laughs) If you fall in love with a cobbler. You're not old enough to fall in love with a cobbler. That's the consequence. If you annoy a goat. He'll fuck your shit up. (laughs) (laughs) And if there's a fair on tomorrow. You can't go. (laughs) So, it's a slon from me. (laughs) It's a slon, Wemsha. I guess slon, Wemsha. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We'd had a lot of fun, but it's even more fun because we knew you were there in your headphones. Motherfucker comes out every Friday in the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you can't wait that long for your next podcast fix, Headstuff have a Headstuff have. <laughs> you have to do the bit again. <laughs> that was a good bit, though. I like that. That was Thank a good bit. Thank you. Okay. Consider some of Headstuff's other wonderful shows, such as Up to 90 or Fireside. Thank you very much to Kirsten Shield for doing the artwork for this episode. Thank you to Brian for producing. If you wish to contact the show, you can contact us at motherfucklordheadstuff.org. We also have some live shows coming up. Yeah, join us in Cork on October 13th. That's a Sunday afternoon in the Spalpeen Faunach, where we will be taking part in the Cork Podcast Festival. Follow Cork Podcast Festival on Twitter for all the details. Tickets are 18 euro and they're selling like hotcakes. So make sure you get yours. Join us in Dublin as well on the 17th of November. We'll be taking part in the Dublin Podcast Festival. We're going to do a double header in the Grand Social with the amazing Irish Passport. So not to be missed. If you're around Dublin, look up Dublin Podcast Festival on Twitter or you can go to DublinPodcastFestival.com. So until the next time, slam and mind yourselves. Yeah, you did. You covered everything. We already did the slons as well. That's yeah. the after the. Yeah, so it's, a double, it's a double slon. Double slon. Double slon. Take that slon. Take it. Take it. <laughs> this has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's kind of just like being like seaweed. 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 Irish. Irish. Seaweed. seaweed. <laughs> <laughs>